I heard about this little group of third graders. They decided they were going to put on a manger scene for their church. They wrote it. They acted in it. They built the set and everything. You can imagine third graders. They did have a little bit of help from their youth minister. But they had all the normal stuff, you know. They, they had uh, Joseph, and they had the, the manger, and they had the wise men, and they had even had a camel, and they had the, uh, the, uh, the shepherds coming. But Mary wasn't in the scene. And all of a sudden, as it started, you saw back behind these bales of hay that they had stacked up, you heard this moaning and groaning. It was awful. And then a doctor appeared on the scene. This was a modern manger scene. White coat, stethoscope. He went back behind the bales of hay, and you could tell he was doing something back there, working with this person that was moaning and groaning. And finally, there was a loud groan, and the doctor says, here it is. And he, you heard the sound of a spank on the baby's rear end, and he held the baby up and said, it's a god. <laughs> Instead of it's a boy, it's a god. Jesus is God in the flesh. He is, the Bible says, the son of God. You know, this is a special time of year when we come in. And, you know, we think about all that we have going on. We're busy beyond measure this time of year. Uh, many years ago, in fact, it was 1999, and we had a couple in our church. We were in Louisville, Tennessee, right outside of Knoxville. And on a Wednesday night meal, right, it was right before Christmas, I had dinner with a young couple in our church. They were about to have a baby here in the month of December. At Christmas time, Josh and Summer Hensley, Jeanette remembers them. And so I wanted to have dinner with them because I wanted to make sure everything was all right with them going into uh, the Christmas season. And they were both uh, students at Johnson Bible College in Knoxville. And so they were busy finishing up classes. And, you know, Summer, here she is, nine months pregnant, about ready to pop. And and I, I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. And so I sat with them at dinner and, and talked with them. And, and Summer said, yeah, everything's okay, except I have this project due, uh, you know, before the semester ends. And I found out it was a project I had done several years earlier. So I did the right thing and offered to sell her copy of my project. No, no, I didn't do that. But... But it, she said the professor had given her an extension on that. But then I asked this question. I said, Dude, would y'all like to have a bunch of company over at your house? Are you expecting a lot of company, you know, because you're having the baby and it's Christmas and kids are out of the school? And she said, no way. We don't want company in our house. What do you mean? We're getting ready to have a baby. Things are chaos around our house. And we don't want anybody except Summer's mom. They wanted... Summer's mom to come and be there. And you know, you think about that when it's time you get close to having a baby. You don't want people around. You just want to get this baby out and get settled in to having everything you need. We're going to look tonight in the scripture at a couple of ladies, two ladies that were pregnant, that were getting ready to have, have children. One's name is Elizabeth, 
and she would give birth to a son. His name would be John the Baptist. The other's name is Mary. She would give birth to a son, and his name would be called Jesus. They're, they're relatives. Uh, if you want to follow along in your Bible, we're in Luke chapter 1, toward the end of the chapter. And Mary has come to visit Elizabeth. Now, it says in the text that she was a relative of Elizabeth. We don't know what kind of relative, probably a cousin. Maybe Elizabeth was her aunt. That's what I choose to prefer. Elizabeth was older, I take it. She was maybe 60 years old and getting ready to have a baby. It was a miraculous event. Mary was a, a young teen girl. The word that's used of her means a young virgin girl. And she was probably 13 to 16 years old. And here they are coming together. I'm sure, you know, it was a difficult time for both of them, but they're here. Let's read beginning at Luke chapter 1, verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is he who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. You know, I want you to think about this for just a minute because despite the fact that Elizabeth was six months pregnant, I'm sure she was getting pretty big and she was overwhelmed with all she had to do to get ready. She opened her home and her heart to her young niece. Invited her into her home. There's an old proverb that says, when there's room in the heart, there's room in the house. Uh, sometimes we've had company at our house. There wasn't very much room in my heart for those people, you know? You, you just, at night, you go to bed, you're exhausted, and you pray, Lord, let something happen where they have to leave early. Y'all have been there. Y'all have been there. Don't, don't act like you haven't. But Elizabeth opens her home despite the fact that she's about to pop. She says, come on in, Mary. And she's a joy. It's, it's great joy. She said, the text says she was filled with the Holy Spirit and she shouted out a blessing on Mary. Somehow she knew this was a, a special child. We don't know how. Elizabeth didn't see it as a burden, but rather a joy. You know, I talk to a lot of people around Christmas time and a lot of times they're, they're just going every which way, you know? And, and you can tell this is not joy to them. They are so busy. They have so many things to do. They have so much shopping and cooking, and, and everything is stressful. And, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to get to Christmas Day, and hopefully by the time Christmas gets here, you know, things will settle down. But, but it doesn't. Uh, imagine Elizabeth. You know, we think about how busy we are, 
You know, here's Elizabeth back in that day. They didn't have a refrigerator. They had to go to the market at least every other day to get food to prepare. They had to walk to the market and then walk back to their house. And then, then they had to prepare the stuff. Every morning they got up, they had to take these clay jars and go get water and, you know, at the well in town. And then you carry the water back. That was the women's work. Can you see Elizabeth carrying one of these big jars that hold about five gallons of water? You know, that's 40 pounds. And, and she's carrying it back home. That was the women's, that was part of the women's work. And so, so she's working, and now she's got another mouth to feed. I can hear Elizabeth saying, okay, Mary, I don't know why you came, but you can stay one night, but you got to leave. I got too much to do. I don't have time to take care of you. But that's not what she did. There's a verse in the book of Hebrews. Listen to this. Hebrews 13.1 Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as you, if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. You know, if we're supposed to treat uh, strangers and we're supposed to treat uh, prisoners and we're supposed to treat those that are mistreated that way, how are we supposed to treat our family and those that we know? We're supposed to receive them with joy. Think about the way we should be treating other people. It's easy for us this time of year to get so consumed with ourselves that we forget about all the people around us. Elizabeth didn't forget. Think about how you can open your heart to other people. Another thing Elizabeth did, Elizabeth didn't judge. Here's, here's Aunt Elizabeth and little Mary, you know, she's watched her grow up, and she's a young teenager now, and she comes in, and it would have been easy. I can just see Elizabeth now. Miss Mary, here you have gone and got yourself in a family way, and you're not even married yet. But she didn't do that. She didn't do it. Somehow God had touched her. She knew that this little girl needed her aunt at this time. She needed her aunt. She needed to get away from her family and come and stay with Elizabeth. And Elizabeth opened her heart and invited her in. Even, verse 43, Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Somehow she knew. Elizabeth recognized this opportunity to bless Mary. You know, every opportunity we have to engage with somebody else as an opportunity to bless that person. It's an opportunity to curse that person. It's an opportunity to bless that person. Every opportunity. And everybody that you encounter, whether it be Christmas or any other time, needs blessing. Everybody needs encouragement. Everybody needs help in some way. You know, a lot of people hide their needs, but everybody needs somebody. 
And when you encounter anybody, just like Elizabeth encountered Mary, you have an opportunity to bless or encourage or help. You know, I think part of the real problem is so many people don't know Jesus Christ. They don't know His love. They don't know His grace. They don't know His forgiveness. And everybody you encounter, you have opportunity to show the love and the grace and the forgiveness of Jesus. No matter who it is. You get to show them His blessing and His provision. And maybe you could be the one to demonstrate all of that to anybody that you encounter. Elizabeth showed all of that to Mary as she came into her home. You know something? Elizabeth also experienced the wonder of God's blessing and grace. I think Elizabeth probably thought she would never have had a baby. The Bible says she was barren and she was old age. We don't know. I'm guessing around 60. She, she was old age when she became pregnant with John the Baptist. What a great blessing. But you know, in that day, to be a barren woman, well, there was whispers behind the scene because they thought that maybe you sinned and it was God's punishment that you would not have children. We know that's not true, but that's how they thought. And imagine Elizabeth is married to a prominent priest at the temple. Imagine the talking behind her back. There's Elizabeth. You know, she's barren. Must be some sin in her past. God has judged her. Poor uh, Zachariah. Doesn't have a child. But here in the old age, I can see Elizabeth. I know what I'd do. I'd say, See, I'm not a bad person. God has blessed me. He was just waiting on his time. And God gave her a son. And not just any son. This is John the Baptist. He's going to be one of the great prophets that preaches to the people of Israel and points them to the Christ, the Son of the living God. I really think God knew what he was doing when he chose Elizabeth and when he chose Mary. Because both of those ladies opened their heart and let God work through them to bring joy and blessing to so many people. You know, we've been going through this series called Open Your Heart. And we saw how God worked in the life of Zechariah to open his heart so he could restore his worship. We've seen how, how God is, has worked in, in other folks. He, he worked in Elizabeth's life and opened her heart to receive the son, the mother of the Son of God. We've seen how God worked in Mary's life to open her heart and birth the Son of God and go through all the ridicule that she had to face. These ladies' hearts were open. And in doing so, they served other people. They served each other. Man, they've served the whole world to bring these two great men into the world. You know, 
we could look down on other people sometimes people that we find maybe in some kind of hard circumstance and we could judge and we could say well if you'd have done this or you'd have done that you wouldn't be in this situation we've all done that we preach to people but maybe we could be a little more like Elizabeth and we could just open our heart and bless people and try to help you know, sometimes we need to turn the finger on ourselves. James said if we claim to be without sin, we, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And the truth is we all need that forgiveness that comes with this little baby that was born to Mary whose name is Jesus. We're all only forgiven by his blessing and his grace. So let's try to open our hearts to other people. And remember, this is the God that wants us all to open up our hearts to show his love to the rest of the world. God wants you to open up and love and show grace and forgiveness. And we don't do that so we earn heaven. If we believe in Jesus, we already have heaven in our future. We do it because we want to reveal the love that he has for other people. So open your heart to demonstrate the love and the grace and the forgiveness of Christ. And here's our connection point. Open your heart to others and see what God will do. I want you to just remember that this little baby that we celebrate at Christmas, he grew up to be the Christ. He grew up to grow to the cross and die as the lamb sacrifice for our sins. And by our faith in him, we are saved. And if we, if we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we too will one day get to spend eternity with him and God in heaven. So open your heart. Open your heart to others. There was a young girl eight or nine years old she got really sick just before Christmas you know it was a couple of weeks away so they wanted to get her to the doctor so she could she could get uh, healed so she would be able to enjoy Easter and her throat was so sore and she wasn't uh, she wasn't uh, talking at all she'd gotten silent and they took her to the doctor and told her you know what the symptoms were and the, the doctor looked in her ears and took his little light and looked down there wanted to try to get her to talk a little bit so he wanted to, you know, ease her up a little bit. So he looks in there and he says, I bet if I look in here, I'll find the big bird. And the little girl didn't say anything. He looked down her throat and he said, I bet if I look down your throat, I'll see the cookie monster. The little girl didn't say anything. He took his stethoscope and checked her heart and he said, I bet if I check your heart, I bet I'll find Barney the dinosaur in there. Little girl said, oh, no. Jesus is in there. Barney's on my underwear. <laughs> you put Jesus in your heart, and you're going to talk. And you tell people that he loves them, and that he's full of grace and forgiveness, and he wants to spend eternity with everybody in heaven.